Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the CrossFit Bath podcast. Joining me once again is Ollie Mansbridge, who you all know because you see him at the gym when it's open. Hi, Ollie. How are you? I'm very well. People probably see me online a little bit more often these days than uh, than actually in person. But yeah. Well, definitely, if they're following CrossFit UK on Instagram, see you your, your rival podcast that you've started. <laughs> I interviewed uh, Sam Briggs last night. I was proper fanboy. I, uh, I was on an iron women's still workout um, before, and then I thought she'd be really disappointed in me if I didn't do a workout. So she she inspired me to get get a workout in last night. So. I see, I see. I noticed she didn't appear then the following day on the CrossFit Bath podcast, but that's neither here nor there. We won't. Oh, podcast either. It's the, that's one thing I would say. It's not. It's the, you could say get a podcast, get a proper podcast. Another job for you, Jason. Another another podcast to add to your repertoire. You know, you know, I mean, it's almost like I'm locked in my house, not doing anything, Ollie. So feel free to uh, to send over your ideas, and we'll make them a reality. So uh, we're already super warmed up because we've been talking for a good twenty minutes, as always. Uh, we 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 had, and now we actually record all of this stuff that we talk about, but don't release. So we're going to have to do something with that content one day. Um, I'm going to do like a super cut of everything that I've spoken about on the on the podcast without actually being on the podcast. That'll be episode one hundred. Look out for that. Uh, but I, I do have a warm up or two question for you. Uh, I thought this would be a nice one for you. So. As on as the day this releases, Monday, finally, Ollie, our kids are going back to school. So I thought I'd be nice to ask you, uh, what were your favourite and least favourite subjects at school? Oh, good question. Favourite was I don't. I'm gonna. The obvious one is PE, right? That's the obvious one. Does so, that count? Does that count as a subject, really? <laughs> I, I absolutely, I have a degree in sports science, I, actually, young man. How dare you? <laughs> um, the art. So art was, again, you're going to argue that wasn't a subject. So um, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, chemistry and maths were my other. So uh, chemistry, maths, sport and art. That was my, uh, that was my, that was what I enjoyed at school. And that was pretty much the lessons that I attended anyway. So. And, and so which were the ones you skipped? Uh, physics. Uh, physics was really, uh, mainly because I was, so it's a bit of a, it's a bit of the luck of the draw when you go to school, isn't it? If you have a really good teacher, I, don't, I think the only reason why I liked chemistry is because I just had brilliant chemistry teachers the whole way through. I never had a decent physics teacher ever. Um, sorry to all the physics teachers out there. I'm sure there's plenty of good ones, but yeah. Um, that was the only one I really and, and English I English mainly because I really struggled with it. I just was not I'm not very good with read I got better, but I'm not very good with reading and, and writing and stuff. So I definitely uh um struggled with that. See absolutely so we're I don't want to say we're opposites, but maths was definitely my worst subject. A combination of bad teacher and just not enjoying the subject and uh, you know, here's an example. I like history because you just have to remember stuff. It, that's it. This happened on this date. Great. Locked in. I've got a good memory. So that's fine. But maths is having to apply what you've learned. Like, here's a formula. Now use it to solve all these equations. Hate that. And I, I was a bit like you. Like, I didn't read a lot when I was at school. When I left school, I couldn't stop reading. Like, that's when I really got into reading. Uh, and I think everything I did at school that I was bad at, I'm now good at. 
I, I failed French miserably. Still don't speak French, but speak Italian, Tagalog, and a bit of Chinese. So like language was terrible. Now pretty good. English was really bad at English. Then I spent a few years teaching English. Like it, it all changed. The one thing that has not changed is maths. And it never is that more revealed than during a workout. As <laughs> soon as I have to multiply rep schemes by a certain number, I am I'm in trouble. Do you know who's got incredible mental arithmetic? One of the coaches. One of the coaches. Yeah. Is it going to be Ed? Shaxx. Shaxx. The way that kid does mental arithmetic, it blows my mind sometimes. Um, yeah, he's really good at it. Uh, maths. I like maths because it's like you, the answer is either right or it's not. It's very objective. English, as an example, very subjective. I think that's where I struggle a little bit. So. But yeah, you're you're right about maths. It's it's right or wrong. That's the problem. I can't argue my way out of it. As somebody who likes to podcast a lot, I'm sure you know I like to try and talk my way around things. So something that is very sort of subjective, and I can say, well, yeah, I mean, I see your point, but actually, if you look at it from my point of view, maybe you'll see what I mean here. And the fact that I can't do that with maths is a big problem for me. History, history is definitely one I wish I paid more attention to. Um, because I love that now, love history. Wish I knew more history. Definitely going to dedicate a period of my life to going down that rabbit hole, I think. so. Yeah. Uh, uh, not just the history of CrossFit, but we'll open it up yeah. to a more global history, I hope. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got a good... I'm a bit more, come on, Jace, I, I, give me a bit more credit. I'm a bit more uh, rounder than just CrossFit. Uh, just only a little bit, obviously, but yeah. <laughs> My next question then, and, and this will lead nicely into what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so obviously, I'm just going to remove my hat. I am quite desperate for hairdressers and barbershops to reopen. So apart from gyms, what are you most looking forward to reopening? I, I think definitely restaurants, just because it's, you know, eating out with friends is something that I really enjoy doing. It sounds very boring, actually, when you say it out loud, but just just meeting up with people and going for for some food is... Like, you know, before Megan and I had children, that was that was our literally our favourite thing to do, is go with proper foodies and going out and having, you know, delicious meals somewhere was, was one of our favourite things to do. And obviously, we can't do that as much, but, um, yeah, I think that's the one thing I miss. And maybe not just like... An, doesn't even necessarily have to be an evening but going for a good brunch somewhere or something like that is uh you know it's, it's definitely something that i miss so yeah, i think that's what i'm looking forward to outside the gyms of course first number one up there yeah well i i assumed gyms would be high on the list i i assumed there would be a a level of bias there in <laughs> in wanting gyms to reopen so that's i guess that's what we're going to talk about today um just because well, we've had the roadmap to reopening uh, sort of released. Uh, and I, I thought it might be nice to kind of see what the roadmap for CrossFit Bath reopening is is looking like. Uh, and I suppose the reason that I'm assuming it's not it's not just a, oh, on this date, gyms reopen, we reopen. Uh, but I'm wondering if, as previously, when gyms were closed and then the reopening started, there were certain ways we were able to meet up, do some exercise together before the building was 
reopened. So I didn't know if that's something that's might be uh, in the in the mind of the the owners and at the moment. So that's that's why I got you here so I can ask those questions, I suppose. So do you at the moment have a roadmap to reopening CrossFit Bath? I suppose that's the first question. Uh, we have a we have like a loose idea of what it's going to look like. I think um, one of the we we haven't got any so. The, the Department for Culture, Media and Sport have not released any guidance or legislation yet around exactly what gyms can do. So it's kind of, it's, at the moment, it's open to a bit of interpretation and a bit of guesswork. It's, it, we've got a really, pretty good idea of what, what it's going to look like, but um, uh, we probably won't get that clarity until like the 22nd of March, something like that, basically. So like the week before you can start training outdoors, basically. Um, but that's the first key date. 29th of March is the first date that you can start training people outside. And it looks like you could train up to 30 people, um, providing you've got social media and um, social media, social distancing in place, et cetera. So, um, yeah. You need the social media too to let people know that they can come and train. But yeah. the social distancing is also really important. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, a, there's a conversation around what the outdoor training looks like, first and foremost, until the 12th of April. Uh, 12th of April, we can start operating inside. They've said that group exercise is not allowed, which, um, again, is very uh, loose and uh, vague in terms of the definition of what group exercise is. If we go back to the very first lockdown, group exercise was never allowed even when we were open, but that related to non-COVID compliant ex uh, like kind of exercise classes where you might come within a two meter space of one another based, you know, in the class. Whereas if you were COVID compliant, they, they said that group exercise wasn't allowed, but if you were COVID compliant, group exercise was allowed. And then just to complicate things a little bit more again, they when they started the tier system, when you went into tier three, Again, that was a different thing than it said, even if you were COVID compliant, you weren't allowed to do classes, um, but you could have like an open gym format, so you could be open. Um, and so there's still a bit of a gray area around that and what that will look like from kind of uh, 12th of April through till May. Um, but then in May, there's no gray areas, gyms, we should be operating the same as we were, but like just before we went into this lockdown, um, and then in June 21st, that's when, you know, it's uh, free for all in theory, providing that the, the numbers go in the right direction, all that type of stuff. So uh, there's a bit, we're going to have to be, we've obviously got some very key dates to work towards. We're going to have to be a little bit flexible and kind of keep our head close to the ground. And I'm fortunate enough that I, I'm in conversations every week with uh, UK Active and, and so it can really get, get into the nitty gritty of the legislation and the guidance and stuff. Um, so that's, a, that's a, I guess that's a brief overview, and then we can pick over, we can pick into each one of those levels basically, and, and some of the, the challenges and the things that we're, we're talking about. That logical. Yeah. So the first thing that I like is that it's a loose plan, uh, and which which seems ironic, right? Because you think no, no, what you want is like a really solid plan because this is important, and we you know we we want it to be to be done well, kind of thing. But actually, a thing that really got me was that when all the, the, you know, when we had the roadmap released and we were sort of told, oh, these are the dates, all of those 
dates were kind of put out as a no sooner than, you know, the earliest this could happen is. Mm -hmm. And I just suddenly saw everybody take every single one of those dates as locked in this. And you're literally seeing people like do an Instagram story with the countdown of like, oh, you know, 27 days until this and da da. And, you know, in my mind, the only date I have locked in as this one is definitely happening is the 8th of March kids going back to school because yeah. that is the first one and everything else has been said this is the earliest it would happen seeing kind of the results of what happens with the one before mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I already got a little bit I don't, I don't know what the emotion I felt was actually uh, you know I'm not an emotional person but <laughs> I definitely felt something when I kept seeing all of the and I was seeing you know people putting up about like competitions and events and stuff happening and I was like you know, I don't want to be a pessimist. I naturally am one. I don't want to be one. But yeah. I was a little bit like, at the moment, the way it stands is like, we're looking forward to the opportunity to be able to meet up with one other person outside. And you are talking about an event where you're imagining a, a thousand people minimum all being there. Like, maybe let's just wait until we can meet up 10 people before we start talking about the, the thousand people. So I, I like that it is a this is sort of a loose plan. These are some dates that are important. But what's interesting as well as the dates that you've highlighted aren't the dates that things are reopening, but they are the dates that information is being published that would lead into then dates that things would reopen and, and what you're allowed. So that's very positive. I think that this is the approach. Well, you've highlighted some differences in us again, Jace. Um, you're a pessimist. I'm an optimist. But we're both realists, right? And at the end of the day, if you look at the past 12 months, history can tell us a lot, back to history. We can learn a lot from the past. And if you look at the way the pandemic has played out, we know that it doesn't always go to plan. And, um, you know, yeah, absolutely excited about the the roadmap that's been announced and the, the plans to, to bring us out of this pandemic. Um, but you can't hang your hat on that. And, and yeah, I've seen lots of, it's a bit like, uh, it's a, I think it's a bit like herd mentality. I've seen this so much over the last 12, 12 months. It's like one person puts something out and says, oh, you know, we're opening out on this day, you know, get excited. And then somebody else will see that and think, well, oh, we should do that. And so they mimic it and copy it. And then somebody else sees that. And then, you know, it's that kind of social pressure, I think, to, to be doing stuff like that. Um, which I don't blame people for, but again, you've just got to be realistic about things. And uh, yeah, so, so the, um, yeah, so the, 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 that first date, so we know that we, sh you know, if all goes to plan, we should be able to do stuff outside for a couple of weeks. And so uh, in Bath, obviously we've got the football club and the football pitch and that, and that environment actually on a good sunny day is pretty nice. Like it's not, you know, it's um, certainly better than the car park, as an example, um, in Bath. And, and in Trowbridge, there's a Hermes uh, warehouse next door, which is just a pandemonium all the time with cars coming in and out. And so the setting in Trowbridge is probably not as um, inviting to do outdoor training, basically. So there's some differences there straight away in terms of how we treat Bath and Trowbridge. I think uh, realistically, we're not going to have like a massive gazebo where we can keep bars and plates and have a, 
a little mini rig in there and stuff because it's only for two weeks. If we were training outside for two months or three months potentially, then I think we would have entertained the idea of almost building an outdoor gym basically. Um, but because it's only two weeks and based on the fact based on the experience of doing outdoor training previously as well, I think we'll probably do a little bit of a hybrid of Zoom classes and outdoor training. So limited outdoor training, particularly if we've got bigger numbers. So before, if you remember, when we did outdoor training, we could only have five in a class, six people max. Um, whereas this time they're saying there is no limit and we think it's probably going to be 30. Um, but we, again, that's just assumptions. We don't know that for fact. So um, we're going we're gonna to probably have a bit of a hybrid where we'll do limited outdoor training and then zoom classes uh and you know going back to the equipment thing people are probably gonna everyone's got the the, the dumbbells everybody's got the kettlebells right so you're gonna have to bring your own equipment it's gonna be outside it's gonna be limited equipment so other than just being together and having that coaching aspect it's gonna be the same workout as you would be doing at home so i think um for those that want to get back together and they want to come and turn up and stuff and they've got the time to do it being that outdoor option will be, you know, good for, and I'm talking specifically about Bath at the moment. Um, but it's only, like I said, it's potentially only for two weeks. Um, so that's our line of thinking with Bath. With Trowbridge, we're thinking about doing less outdoor, but maybe doing a couple of sessions a week in a park nearby where people can come together and start, you know, you know getting over that weird... Uh, weird kind of dynamic i guess if you've not seen many people for a while I, i'm not sure i'm going to act i'm going to be really awkward <laughs> with people i think for a while in groups uh, i mean i'm awkward in groups anyway but, uh yeah so so i think that you know that it feels like a nice balance and it gives us some flexibility to do more or less depending on on how the how the numbers are looking and, and how things are, are playing out basically so i think i mean the reason that I would go to the outside class um, probably reveals too much about myself here, but so you're right. You're basically going to turn up. You're going to bring the dumbbell you've already got at home. You're going to take it there and you're going to do a workout that's on an app that you also have at home. And you could do all of this at home, but I'm going to go and do it there. And I think the reason one is I really struggle to do the workouts at home. I just don't have the space for it. Uh, and the few little areas I do have, I really don't want to drop a, you know, more than 20 kilo dumbbell on the floor and see what happens. So the idea of being outside and getting to go and do it somewhere where, you know, who cares if it lands on the pitch, right? <laughs> Pretty sure that's what Twain Park always say. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea of being out there, um, and I realize as, as I was reasoning this through in my mind, there is nothing stopping me from taking that dumbbell to any other park or any other area apart from i just i just don't have the i don't know i don't know if motivation is the word it probably is but i just don't have the desire to like pack up the kit into the car drive somewhere to unload it to go into a park and do this like on my own it just yeah you're still on your own and you still got the you know the, yeah the i'd rather just tailor tail a workout at home and be like well i can do this one without using the dumbbell maybe or i can you know, I'll, I'll go for another run. <laughs> so sick of running I'll go for another run. Um, so I, and, and the other thing is that I know I do not push a fraction as hard 
as when I'm with other people. Uh, and I know that because the last time we reopened and we got to work out together outside, that first workout absolutely killed me because I realized, oh, I have not trained this hard over the last couple of months because no one was watching me. So I, I need that. It's actually, and, and I say all this and I feel like, oh, this really highlights that I'm a bad person and I'm not good at training and I, have, I lack that motivation. It's also all the reasons that I do CrossFit. It's like yeah. that's all the reasons I still do CrossFit are the group setting, people pushing you to do it, people motivating you to train, like all of that. And my training has really gone downhill this lockdown. So, and I know why. And it's the same reason I quit every other gym I ever went to. So uh, I, I feel like all the things that really made CrossFit my choice of like, this is the one I want to do is sort of all the stuff that the lockdown has taken away and that we've been able to kind of patchwork solutions, but they're just not the same. So um, we've had, we've had countless conversations, podcasts on this very, very point, right? It's, you know, it's a good analogy for why you come to the gym. It's for the coaching. And that's what you would get in an outdoor class that you're talking about. You know, you're gonna, there's going to be a coach there and they're going to give you some encouragement and some pointers um, and some things to, to think about and make sure that you're moving safely. Um, but also the community and the people there and the, the people you connect with. And um, those are two things that you don't get at home. That's the reality of it. You can you can coach through a, a Zoom class, uh, class, but it's not quite the same, is it? And uh, so, yeah, that is absolutely why we would want to offer that outdoor option for people because we know how important it is, and it's a nice segue in um, to doing the um, the uh, the classes in the gym. And then going, so that will be the outside. So, so uh, I think if we had the opportunity to do it before uh, when the last time we reopened and actually even if we didn't do it because maybe we were shielding or we were protecting a relative or somebody else and and you know for that reason we decided not to go when there was that period that we could train outside we've all done again in bath we've probably all done an outside the box so we know we, we kind of know the setup it's a lot of running you've got to run around the pitch you've got the pitch you have to run around it it seems to be the law uh, a lot of kettlebell swings there's the worst thing we've ever done in my opinion outside the box was handstand push-ups <laughs> because there were very few areas i remember doing and like matt and myself had to go off and around the corner because there was the only place where you could like kick against a wall to do the handstand push-ups so that was uh Someone walking has to buy a car with we buy any car or something like you guys are like doing handstand. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's not, but better than doing it at home. So I, I'm happy to be there. So I think most of us have done that. Even if it opens up to thirty, the classes were limited to less than thirty anyway before. So I, I, I and I think the reasoning behind that was well <laughs> the amount of space that we had, but we've said you've said not me but you've said in the past that anyway that's something that even when you know when all restrictions are lifted you would still want to limit class size to what you felt was coachable i suppose would be the right word now it's where you you're you know, enough people there that there's you know you kind of maximize how many people you can have per coach so that everybody there feels like they're getting the right amount of coaching so i would assume that that same theory would apply even to an outside the box that potentially the government so you can have 30 people doesn't necessarily mean 
you would have 30 people or do you think you'd make an exception just to allow people to finally be there yeah good question depends on the uh, the workout i think you know in bath 12 to 16 is the optimal number um and limit it that most likely because you can you can spread out as well so you know that that, that should be an issue but yeah no more than 12 to 16 i think um but then these these sessions that we're talking about in Trowbridge, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with on a Saturday maybe getting lots of people, like 30 people together um, and having a big, big bodyweight workout. It really just depends on the exercise as well. So um, if, if, if there's some technical, if there's lots of dumbbell snatch or, you know, handstand push-ups as an example, which is more maybe um, might, might resemble a midday workout, then you're going to want to limit the numbers out because you want to make sure that people are being safe and, and getting the right scaling options and that type of stuff. If you're just doing a load of running and burpees and, and fairly general movements, then you can allow to probably have a bit more, you know, have a few more people basically. So um, I think that the challenge would be just trying to ensure like social distancing with 30 people and that type of stuff. Cause uh, you know, we still have to take that seriously. I think, everyone's got a different opinion on COVID and social distancing and that sort of stuff. But the reality is that you need to respect other people and you need to respect other people's opinions. And therefore, when we're in, if there are procedures in place, people need to just respect that out of other people's kind of um, you know, perspectives, basically. So, yeah, I think that would be the hardest person. We had 30 people trying to ensure social distancing. And it wouldn't necessarily be the individuals that get in trouble. It would be the gym and it would be us and the coaches in charge of those people. So it's just something for people to consider, I think. Um, particularly as we come back and, you know, the general attitude is people are a lot more relaxed about it now, particularly as the vaccine's kind of rolling out really well and nicely. And, and so, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge probably as we, when we come back is just trying to keep our discipline with social distancing and, and maintain those good habits, basically, until we're we're out of the woods and, and clear of uh, COVID and we can start uh, getting back to business. So, Yeah, I think that point about it would be the gym that gets in trouble is really important because, you know, at the end of the day, how you feel personally is it becomes irrelevant at that point because as soon as you're attending the class and you're associating yourself together with the gym, it's almost like, yeah, you're not the one that's going to get in trouble. So you might not care. You might even have the vaccine. So you're, you know, you're immortal at this point but if it ends up then that the gym gets in trouble and maybe you know the new restrictions get slapped on the gym and we all kind of can't have the class that would be <laughs> a real shame right so uh, it is it's not even that it's just like if you have an outbreak in the gym we had a spread of covid in the gym then we'd likely have to shut the gym like you know uh it, is, it would spread to another coach and then you'd have two coaches and then we might not even be able to open up because you know all the coaches are self-isolating and stuff so it's just things like that like you just want to just admit anything you can do to de-risk that and try and remain you know um functioning and, and operating basically that's the, that's the key thing for us just to make sure that we stay open for, for until you know we're, we're beyond this and, and we can we can get back to business so so it's uh, stay home, protect coaches. That's the, <laughs> that's the slogan now. Stay in your box, stay in your box, protect stay in your box, protect coaches. <laughs> yeah, because you've got to think about this. Coaches, young and healthy, that's, that's the coaches, right? Which means very low down the list of people that are going to get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's the, the outside well and truly dealt with. 
Uh, I do think it's an ironic catch 22 though, that a workout that would enable you to have 30 people that would be maybe a lot of running and burpees is definitely a workout that 30 people don't want to go and do. So, <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, but moving in doors, which will be nice. I think that's what we're all really looking forward to. Obviously when, when we first like, we've done this before, right? We've, we've done this reopening before. Uh, and I guess the difference this time is it's all tried and tested. So when we reopened the first time, it was kind of like, how's it going to work with these boxes? And, you know, everyone having to have their own kit. And, you know, there was a long period where we couldn't use the rig in any way because of moving around the gym. I guess to a degree, some of that will still be in play if there is this, you can open like as an open gym but without coaching uh, i imagine again maybe not at the bridge but i'm thinking in bath particularly when we were using the rig that required coaching uh just because it would kind of be a, here's a part a and a part b part a you you know half the class do part a with the rig and half the class do part b and then you can swap and there, there were ways in which you could make sure that it was done you know, in, in a COVID compliant way, if it's kind of open gym and it's just, here's the workout, but people are going to have to go and use the rig for a bit, use their box for a bit. I imagine that could be slightly more tricky. I don't know. Well, it's the most ironic thing, right? Because they're in their, in their eyes, in the, in the DCMS's eyes that open gym is safer than classes, yeah. but it's not, it's absolutely not because you come into a class, you stay in your box, and you you know you're contained there. You maintain social distancing throughout. It's controlled. We control the flow of people. Open gyms, free for all. Just come in and go wherever you want, and completely transient. So that's the frustration. If we go, if we go back one one uh, step. So for those that maybe don't don't remember, just before we closed, we went into tier three, and the when you're into tier three, they were saying the gyms can open, but you can't have group exercise. And we still never actually got a definition of group exercise. It was a little bit gray. Um, but I think you you and I, on face value, a CrossFit is a class. Like, the CrossFit class is a class. Like, it's in the word, right? Class. Um, and so, to the by definition, it's a, it's a group exercise or exercise class. Um, and that was regardless of whether you had social distancing or not. And we never, ever, ever, after constant questioning got any clarity on why they thought that was a measure that they had to introduce in tier three um, because it's illogical it doesn't make sense it's not any safer ultimately um, and so it created this weird dynamic where people would still have to book in and they book their box rather than book a class so you book your box for a period of time which is still the same time as you would normally turn up um, the coach couldn't teach the warm up because that would be the group warming up together, but it could suggest the warm up and it could suggest doing the warm up by a certain time. We weren't allowed to like start the class together and get the workout all together, but we could suggest the time and we could suggest the time we were going to start the clock. Um, and we couldn't instruct the group, you know, we couldn't instruct everyone together, but we could do it on a one to one basis. So it's, you know, it's bizarre, really. It just created a really awkward dynamic. And, and I really would ho hope that we can avoid that. 
Um, but I have heard, like, you know, over the past couple of months, that gyms reached out to their local council and did a risk assessment to demonstrate why coaching a class in a, in a CrossFit setting is is safe and safer than a, an open gym setting. And they, they got kind of sign-off for that. So I think we definitely will look into that and just make sure once we've seen the legislation, we've seen the guidance, uh, if it does create this weird dynamic where they're saying you can't instruct people as a group, we'll maybe reach out to, to Baines Council and just get some clarity on that. Um, because it's, you know, it doesn't make sense, does it? It's, uh, it's silly. But we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing and we're not putting the... I think that's the key thing. I want, you know, for us, it's about doing the right thing, basically. We're not trying to bend the rules or anything like that um, and making sure we go through the right, correct channels to get stuff signed off. And that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it, it just would be a month of a bit weirdness. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's all about warming up together and having some fun and a bit of banter. That's where those kind of connections happen, right? So um, yeah, it's not the end of the world if we do have to do it um where we can't instruct and stuff but you kind of lose a bit of an element of the class so yeah I, I had i mean as i was explaining like what we could do and what we couldn't do with the rig and that i, I was like literally as i'm saying it thinking this makes no sense so that was sort <laughs> of uh that free-for-all mentality is great i do think that covid one thing it will have done is made us all masters of loophole law because with anything you can find a way to try to, i mean you, you can instruct one person like one-on-one -on -one. you stand at the front of the class and have that person stand at the back of the class and we're like right jason i'm speaking specifically to you that the 13 people around you don't listen don't listen guys i'm talking to jason and then if, if you all happen to be doing the same thing well that's i mean it, how do you police that you can't like that's it's insane. Well, I know police, I know police have turned up to other gyms and they were like, we don't know if this is right or not. Like, so if the police don't know, then who does know? And I think environmental health would be the people that would turn up and potentially shut you down if you're doing anything wrong and stick a fine on you. But again, it's like you, we would be able to demonstrate that this is not, I think that again, it comes back to the definition of group exercise and, and what that is. And, um, you know, there are classes where people will interact. There'll be classes where they'll come really in close proximity. There'll be exercise classes where people are jammed into a little dance studio and they're doing Zumba and, uh, you know, other stuff where you're getting proper up, up close and personal with people. Spin studios, right, where you're in a tiny little box underground, no ventilation. Uh, and that's a completely different scenario and a completely different environment than what, we, what we've got at, at the gym. So... Um, it doesn't make sense, uh, but, you know, just a lot of stuff hasn't made sense over the last year. Like you said, there have been lots of loopholes and stuff and providing people are safe and we can hand on heart, you know, demonstrate that people are safe and we're doing things for the right reason because we think it's the best way to do it and it's the best practice. I think then we'll, we'll be OK. So, yeah, I, and I think that's I, I think across the board, that's the problem, isn't it? Is that you you, you kind of everything has to be very generalized yet actually every business is very individual so you know I, I and yeah with like a class setting you say like something like zumba and you're all you know the one person that misunderstood and turns left instead of turning right and then bumps into somebody else like that's your social distancing gone right versus where well, you're in a box doing clean and jerk you know unless you really have to chase your barbell somewhere you're not going anywhere it's it, it's just different but the rule is kind of universal and just this is the rule 
yeah. so it's it is that i yeah if everyone could have a individual assessment that would actually be better but obviously that's a enormous undertaking so yeah and also there's nuances within group exercise as an example like you you could you could say right group exercise and face value if somebody doesn't know any better and people that make any rules don't know any better like you just say oh group exercise yeah that's dangerous well, what group exercise in what setting you know it's just it's just too broad for them to really make that rule but um there's there's been lots of scenarios like that from uh, rates rate relief to taxation so there's so much stuff that falls into that that if we, you know we've been without sounding too negative we have been absolutely hammered as an industry um compared to uh the tourists and and you know the most without going into the weeds of stuff they said leisure will get a tax break and you only pay five percent so you think leisure great well that's gyms no gyms don't count well why not the leisure center is is that's what it's in the name like because you're competitive and it's your sport. You know? So they're, they're basically saying gyms are sport and not exercise, not leisure. Uh, they've never seen me do CrossFit. Again? <laughs> they've never seen me do CrossFit then. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. And you could look at CrossFit and say, okay, well, that is competitive. You have white, you put your scores on the board. Again, well, we'll, we'll put our scores on the board. You know, we'll set a timer until you've got to get done, but just don't record your scores. It's not sport then. Do you know what I mean? It's not competitive. And it, it, there's all sorts of frustrations that come out in the works. But for us as a business, paying 20% when you, you know, you're not open compared to paying 5%, like the restaurant industry and the, and, and the food and beverage industry, would have made a huge difference to us and the, the, the outcome of, uh, you know, this uh, pandemic. So there's, I went off on one a little bit there, but there's, there's loads of, you know, small little nuances, things that are just don't make sense. And that's just the reality of, I think it's just so much, it's so uh, far reaching these, you know, it's, you can't, it's time sensitive, right? So you can't go into the detail of everything. Um, but we do have advocates like the UK Active and stuff that kind of shout on our behalf, but even then they don't seem to really get anywhere, if I'm honest. So, um, so yeah, so we've just got to go with it. We've got to stay flexible. That's the big, that's the big theme of all this. Be flexible. You know, we're CrossFitters. We prepare ourselves for the unknown and unknowable. Uh, we've been able to adapt thus far. And it's just this last little bit of an adaptation that we need to, to go through. And like you said, we've largely been through this, so we know what to expect. Um, it's just making sure we do the right things, that people feel safe, and, and but also still get some value out of coming to the gym. So. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's pretty much what I said before we reopened last time, was like, whatever we get, it's better than nothing and at the moment we have nothing so like i'd rather you know be able to get into you know i don't know the the class sizes get reduced to some ridiculous number because now you've got to be four meters apart for group classes or something like that great i can go to one class a week there's still one class a week more than i go to at the moment like that that would be fine if it things really do just go back to how they were pre-lockdown like pre not pre let's say pre lockdown free <sighs> nuance we have to come up with now to express ourselves is irritating but if it goes back to how it was that's you know that's brilliant i was really enjoying that that was uh i, I guess with the exception see i've got to be careful here because with the exception of not being able to really use the rig very much mm -hmm. uh i missed having the wall for handstand push-ups yeah i didn't miss having the wall for wall balls 
So there were some benefits to having to work out within a box and not being able to use certain parts of the gym. Uh, quite liked that. Uh, but actually, I, you know, I'm on record saying I really liked how we were set up just before the the, the last lockdown because I, I loved having your own little bit of kit, your own space, working in there. Yeah, you didn't get to high five anyone at the end of the workout, but let's be honest, were, were my workouts ever really worthy of a high five? That's debatable. That, I guess that brings us to that 21st of June date, which uh, seems like a long way out. And so we'll just really have to see how things go. But all things, you know, going to plan, uh, that will be when everything should just go back to normal, basically. And that's where we've got decisions to decide what do we, what are the best practices from the pandemic that we've been operating at that we can apply now? And what are the things that, you know, we need to try and reintroduce so you can get a full experience? And uh, yeah, it feels like still have your boxes, but you're not, you don't have to stay in your box. You can, you know, you, you can transition to the rig, you can transition to the wall. How we lay that out and stuff is, uh, you know, do you need two meter by two meter? Probably. Um, but that's only really if you've got rowers in, in your box as well. So could you condense that space slightly and then we keep the rowers where they were in the past and, and how is that going to affect that kind of space at the back? And so there's lots of, there's lots of kind of questions we need to flesh out and decide. And that, that will be a two-way process. That won't be us just dictating it. We'll want feedback from the members and understand you know, what they like and what they don't dislike. We have a good sense of it, but bringing the members in to give their perspective and their opinions on that will help us deliver a better, better experience, uh, come summer and, and beyond basically so. yeah it i mean it sounds like it's a, a long way off but I, I don't know time seems to just be absolutely flying by at the moment uh <laughs> there's probably someone listening to this like and oh, no, i'm trapped at home i'm not doing anything time is moving at a snail's pace but for me it you know i seem like i blink and another month has gone so um i think that will come around sooner than we sooner than we think and we'll you know, hopefully be able to look on all of this as some really weird blip in uh, an otherwise pretty fun CrossFit experience that we've all had over the last top how many years you, you want to put in. Uh, I suppose final thing then, because obviously, uh, you know, I've talked about how unmotivated I am at the moment. and I really need the gym to reopen. So I actually do a workout. Of course, there is something happening at the moment designed to kind of rekindle that that community spirit. Uh, any comments on the upcoming open before we before we close this one out? Lots of comments, Jace. Uh, I'm living and breathing at the moment. I think uh, I have to apologise to anyone that's uh, been anywhere near me for the last week. Been following me on social media because uh, you know the open seems like all I'm talking about at the moment. But it's something I, I'm passionate about. I generally think it's if you look at the response we've had, 86 people I think was the latest count of people that have signed up another 30 people in Trowbridge as well. So that's 111, 12 people that are engaged and excited about something. Maybe excited is not the right word. But, um, we're connected and we're engaging with each other on. And so, um, yeah, I think first and foremost, just I've um, been blown away by that response and it's been a, a proper team effort. It's been the coaches, you know, getting behind the team captains. It's been the team captains like yourself rallying the troops and reaching out to people um, and then just the members just encouraging their mates and their buddies. And, and we've still got a week to go, so there's still plenty of time. Um, and it'd be great if we could get over 100 participants. And I actually think that's more than we've ever had in the past, which is incredible, really, considering we're going to be at home. Um, 
I think one point it's going to be when the workouts come out, that is going to be um, tricky. The hardest thing is going to decide what variation of the workout you're going to do. Because this year there's four different variations. We've got the rest, um, which you're only really going to be able to do if you've got a full suite of equipment, which is maybe a handful of people, maybe 10 people in the whole gym have probably got, you know, barbell, box, pull-up station, all that type of stuff. Same with the scale. So the scale variation, you're going to need a, maybe not as much kit, but you're going to need some kit. You're going to need a barbell and, and et cetera. Now the foundation variation is going to be pretty scaled. It's going to be scaled, scaled, right? So someone like you probably wouldn't need to do that. Um, but there's going to be some more flexibility around what equipment you need for the foundation. So that actually might be a good option for someone like you and I, who, um, you know, we don't have the right dumbbell, but we've got a dumbbell and we might do it two kilos heavier, but that's actually all right for the foundation. So the actual equipment that's going to be needed for the foundation is relaxed and therefore it allows you to do the workout without having a specific weight, if that makes sense. Um, and then we've got the no equipment version. Now, the no equipment version is going to be hard. It's going to be nails. It's going to be really technical. So we are going to see handstand push-ups. We're going to, and there's no scaling for the no equipment version. So if you can't do handstand push-ups and pistols, you're going to have to do the foundation, likely. But because the foundation has got some flexibility around the movements that you do, etc., that probably is going to be the one that a lot of people will gravitate to. So um but there's some flexibility and we don't know what the workout is. You know, if you've got a rope and it's burpees and double unders and that's the workout, that's the Rex workout. Well, everybody can do it Rex. Um, and the good thing is, as you go through the open, you're going to be able to choose which one you do each week. So you don't have to commit to say, right, I'm going to do Rex all three weeks or I'm going to do scout all three weeks. And actually, you can have a go at two different workouts. You know, if you say, for example, you want to finish higher on the leaderboard, well, I can do pistols, but I don't have a barbell. Well, I'll do my 10 pistols because that's at the start of the workout. Register a rec score. I'll finish above everybody else at scale. But then you can still do the workout, you know, different variation of the workout so you get your workout in. So that sounds very complicated as I'm saying it out, but hopefully it gives you a bit more insight um, into kind of what I think that's going to be the biggest thing we need to consider on Friday, when you see the workouts at face value, you're going to be like, what do I do? What, what variation do I do? How do I decide what to do? I haven't got this, I haven't got that. Again, and it comes back to that word flexibility. And we're just going to have to be flexible on that Friday, basically. Does that make sense? Do you know what? It does make sense. And do you know what's funny is that I hadn't, I had just uh, like resigned myself to it's no equipment. Like I'm going to have to do no equipment because I just really don't have the, the, the equipment you know I, i've seen the equipment list i don't have you know if because i guess the, my issue is like if it starts with like a box jump yeah and i have a box <laughs> to to jump onto so uh, i mean i suppose i could try and find something the same height i don't know if that would count i guess maybe it would you know does a box have to be a box or can it be a chair that is exactly the same height as the box yeah. uh, i don't know what the rules are but but i was like well if i can't complete the workout yeah i've just got to do the, the no equipment one but you're absolutely right for the leaderboard. I need to just game this. I need to do my <laughs> one RX rep that I can do and then just go and do another workout for my health and just submit my score 
I hadn't thought about that. I might even have to remove this part of the podcast and keep that little secret for me and uh, just share it with with my team. I'm not sure, but no, you're absolutely right because that's what we do every year, isn't it? That's what I I've told people that every <laughs> year since I've done the open is do one rep RX. Like, oh, but I won't be able to do, you know, I can do the toaster bar, but I can't clean that heavy. Fine. Do the toaster bar and then do the scaled workout and report your score as 10 reps of the, the RX. That's, yeah. I, I've literally said that to someone. I've like had this conversation multiple times. And yet this year, I just, I just wrote myself off completely. But you're 100% correct. Speaking completely openly, Jason, I was nervous about when I heard the equipment, no no equipment version was not going to have a scale. And I heard that it was going to be fairly technical. I was then thinking, well, people aren't going to be able to do the workout. But, you know, understanding that the foundation has some flexibility around that as well makes me feel like no equipment. You know, you, you like to, to your point, like, you know, if you can do if you can do one handstand push up, then do a handstand push up. But then find another variation to work out that you can do to get your workout in. And that's specifically around like what you do in a Zoom class, as an example, for your workout of the day. Um, so that, that's something we need to consider. The other big thing we need to consider is judging and having a buddy system, I guess. Somebody that you can FaceTime maybe at the same time. If you're doing it on Zoom, as an example, FaceTime in somebody uh, and getting someone to count your reps as you do it. Um, you know, to be honest, Rochelle could count your reps. There's nothing wrong with having somebody, a spouse or somebody at home. They don't need to be an official judge or have done the judges course to count your reps. They just need to know what the points of performance are and they need to be able to keep you accountable. The other variation is you meet with somebody in the park. I've been talking to Rob Bird, potentially like I'm quite happy to go meet him in the park in the evening when he's finished work, et cetera, and judge him through it that way. Um, you can have two people uh, providing you socially distance. So there's some options there, uh, but I would say get organized and figure out when you're going to do the workout and who you're going to get to judge you um, ahead of time rather than try and figure that out on the Friday. Um, and we'll, we'll release messages today, which is Friday, and then all this week to just make sure people are organized for this, basically. So there are two real big kind of key points that I think are important to get across that maybe we've not um, you know, explained or dove into in much detail yet basically so the, the only now i have one gray area in my mind and that's the only the only thing is i'm just wondering like what you're allowed to use to to complete a movement yeah well like, that's the the definition of the equipment list so barbell as an example they're very specific around what the barbell is and you know it's a standard olympic barbell etc like you know they're very precise on that something like a box doesn't matter they're not going to tell you the type of skipping rope as an example they've said pull up station or pull up structure they've not explained like you know whether you have to have head high or what you're going to need to do with it etc because because that's what that's the one that i've got in my mind it's like i have an error in my house i use to do pull-ups uh whether or not you would call that a pull-up station yeah well, I wouldn't because it is just a bit of my stairs that hangs over, but I can, you know, grab you hold of and do a full points of performance. So yeah, I, I can be in a dead a dead hang and I can pull up to either, you know, chin above or chest. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Everybody <laughs> look out. Look out for my scores. <laughs> Ultimately, Shax and I will approve the scores. So oh. 
if you're in doubt, if you're in doubt, just ask us, and we'll say, yeah, that's legit or that's not legit, basically. So yeah, uh, when when I send you my looped video of me doing uh, 500 unbroken pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, All right, seen a few of those. So yeah, me too. Brilliant. All right. Well, that was a, a nice little end. I thought just to you know, I I'm like you. Anybody that comes near me these days is getting, you know, people are reporting like if if someone leaves a comment about like a run that they did on on the on the Facebook group and they haven't yet signed up, then you can guarantee that's the comment that I've left. Is <laughs> great, but I still didn't see your name on the uh, on the signups yet. Uh, you know, we, we need you there. I know I've got a few that are still that have said they're signing up they just haven't done it yet and every now and again i get a message sent to me that is a picture of somebody having signed up with like the are you happy or are you satisfied <laughs> and i always reply yes i am <laughs> i am happy thank you so if you're on my team and you haven't signed up yet i did a look at the camera they didn't see what that was but if you haven't signed up yet quickly run and sign up and as i said to emma last week like i was pushing a little bit to get my team to sign up but then when i saw we were top five in the uk oh then i just made like i didn't care whose team you're on get signed yeah. up because that i had you say that to her, actually yes that's it it's like you know we should be proud of that like that's a it's not the it's not the only indicator of the you know the strength of your community but you, i know that everyone in that top five have got solid solid communities and good engagement with their members and people are excited they're not all big competitive boxes none of them have been to the games etc um but they just you know they're passionate about the open they understand the benefits of it and uh you know so do the members so it's uh yeah it's, it's cool that we're we're in uh we're in touch and distance of, of those boxes it's, it's really cool i think and we're let what we're doing is we're laying relaying foundations for future years because you know dave castro said it the other day to us it's ultimately the open is an affiliate party it's a party for the affiliate right but affiliates aren't open so we're kind of you know we we've kind of massively lost that element but we're trying to create just uh you know we're still trying to create that kind of community vibe and togetherness without being collectively together and uh you know with your help and the other team captains and the coaches we've done a brilliant job of that so i'm super i you know it's one of the things i'm probably most proud of since in the gym to be honest i really am you know i think it's awesome so yeah i mean i've spoken to some people that i've like gone out of my way to speak to and they had they knew nothing about what we were doing like they you know what i was like oh you're on my team what teams are you talking about i don't know what this is and you kind of imagine you know in years past that's the kind of person that could have just turned up on the friday of you know the first open workout seen what we were all doing and then you could say oh we're all doing this thing you didn't know about that okay quick sign up this is how you do it and they would like sign up then and there and you've you've like lost that there's no chance of somebody just walking into the gym for their workout on friday and yeah. seeing that it's the open workout and like you you're explaining what that is to them so they'll, having, log, on to, they'll log on to zoom and think what is going on here so i can uh, ambush them then but yeah yeah but um yeah it's been great to see so i mean as as much as i say i'm i'm negative and, and a pessimist i don't think that is true i think you're actually right that i'm more of a realist and i just observe how things go and and speak my mind but overall this has been positive right we've seen that we've got a couple of steps that we're going to get to kind of tick off as we go so working out outside at least seeing people again finally getting back into the gym maybe in a more limited fa faction no yeah 
more yeah. limited way, I guess, uh, then hopefully things going back to as good as they were with the restrictions to eventually all restrictions being lifted and it being kind of a, okay, these are a few things we're going to carry over because they actually worked really well. These are some things that we haven't been able to do that we're bringing back and, you know, and, and that will be kind of, I guess, the future layout for CrossFit Bath and the Bridge for the foreseeable future. And then we've looked at the Open and that, that's actually, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, then we spoke with Emma about it. And I, I think maybe when we spoke about it the first time and you were kind of putting out the, this is the idea, I don't know if we expected the response that we've got. Maybe you did, but I, you know, I've been really amazed by how much people are getting on board for this. So that's really nice. I hope, I hope, but I, you know, I, I when I, when we had the initial response, we had thirty people sign up. I was like, wow, this is cool. This is, you know, this was worth spending the time trying to figure out how we we're going to make this happen, and. and uh, yeah, and it's just kind of snowballed from there, really, isn't it? So, um, no, it's 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 super, it makes me feel very warm and fuzzy inside, and I'm, I'm excited. It's not going to be easy, you know. It's going to be a lot of hard work over the next three weeks to try and pull it off and make sure that people don't feel disenchanted with it and don't feel like you because know, we we you know we're under pressure now. We've built it up and we've encouraged all these people to do it, so we've kind of got to make sure that they get a good experience now. So, um, which is uh, which is the biggest going to be the biggest challenge but you know we're I think we're up for that challenge and uh, again it'll be a team effort but just all next week it'll just be making sure that we we uh, communicate as best we can and people know what to expect as possibly can but you know you know people are always looking for certainty and we know the open nothing is certain with the open if it's in Dave Castro's hands we have no idea what's going to happen and it could be completely different format to anything we've ever seen before so um yeah we'll just have to we just have to adapt on most people are going to be fine. It's the Friday morning, 7 a.m. is that it's going to be. I'm going to, I've taken responsibility to take that class, and that, that will be that'll be a fun class. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how we get on. Yeah. I mean, you're saying it's like up to you now to deliver, but you're absolutely right that it's really up to Dave to deliver because there's, <laughs> there's very little control you have over that. So uh, you, you can do everything like all the trimmings, but if people don't like the workout, that's not your fault. You've got no say in that at all. So um, that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Ollie. It's been nice to to catch up and uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing you in person maybe one of these days soon. That'll be weird. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> as it will be when we see anybody in person these days. But uh, thank you everyone for listening. If you've enjoyed this uh, and you haven't yet gone and checked out Plate Stack Chat, I should plug that quickly now on the podcast. Uh, so uh, this is dropping Monday. If you're listening to this day, this comes out tomorrow. You can listen to us talking about conspiracy theories uh, with regards to semifinals and some of the crazy comments that we read on on Instagram with uh, Arm and Hammer. So that'll be that'll be fun. So head on over there if you haven't. I'll put links in the description. Why not utilize this platform to plug another one? And uh, and then in the future, we might even be plugging that new uh, CrossFit UK podcast that Ollie was talking about. Who knows? So thank you everyone for listening. Uh, look forward to seeing you all next week. And uh, I'll say goodbye.